Hi friends, welcome back my Petty LaBelles and Petty Murphys to 99 Problems and Bitch You May Be One of Them. This week we're back to complain about concert ticket prices. Just to review, because it's been a while, this podcast has three hosts. I am Flash Flood and I'm joined by two others. I'm Rage. And I'm Riptide. Yay, now we get to our positivity point. Let's talk about something positive, friends. Um, I booked a trip with some friends, and my raggedy-ass husband ain't is getting his ass left at home. <laughs> hey. um, I got a massage. That's actually why I was running late today. That was nice. Deserved. Yeah, that's deserved. Especially after the week you had. Um, and I got a $20 cash tip, which is always... Wow, so sorry. Don't know why the app started shouting at us. Um, but I got a $20 cash tip, which is exciting because people don't be tipping shit these days at all. Yeah, in case be anyone like, was wondering, um, Riptide works as a sex worker. She works in a club in her city. So if you know which city she's in and you are in support of sex workers, please show up. Because it's really sad to hear that she hasn't gotten a lot of tips and then like a $20. Like she's a bad bitch and she really should be getting $20 tips way more often. So I'm shout out my, to our sex workers. Gonna put my cash tag in bio. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, like people really don't tip. They'd be like, oh, I'm gonna spend $100 on alcohol and you can deliver it to me and I'm gonna tip you a dollar. Which, mm-hmm. they, again, we've talked about it. Like the people should just pay us more, but they don't. So that's a whole nother issue we could get into a different day. Right. It's like, it's. I'm so mad because I, I truly hate tipping, but I tip, but I hate that I have to tip because your job should pay you better. Like I ordered a pizza tonight and Uber Eats was all on me talking about it's snowing, it's snowing, it's snowing. Your person's bringing you the stuff because it's snowing. And I know because they wanted me to tip. If you think your person deserves more money because they're working in the snow, then you should pay them. Also, absolutely, it, it didn't even really snow like that. Uh, I love that tipping just also generally sets us off because I just chipped for my massage, which was also expensive. Um, Am I supposed to do that? Because I've done that every single time that I've gone. Really? Yes, but it's bullshit. It's like $20 minimum. Right. A $20 tip is a big tip. Charge me what you want to make. Um, and I'm also getting my hair done tomorrow and I'm going to tip the girl that does my hair. Um, and I really like her, but like also it's also expensive. So anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm getting my, oh, go, go on. ahead. No, I'm getting my I hair was... done on Sunday and you know how braids are so expensive and guess who will be tipping because what? Yeah, I got my hair done last Friday, I think it was, and I will admit that my tip was lower than it was going to be because she charged a $3 fee for paying her on Cash App, but she also didn't accept anything that wasn't cash besides like Cash App, so you ate your tip with a $3 added charge, which I get it, but... Sorry, I went to a restaurant the other day with my family... Or no, I went with my girlfriends and it was three of us, three of us. And we had individual tickets. They put a 20% service fee on our ticket. And I asked, is this the tip? Because generally they won't automatically add the tip unless 
they think you look shady or you have a group of six or more and they want to make sure that they get their tip. We were not a group of six or more and I don't think we looked shady, whatever that means. Um, but they did charge the 20%. She did say it was the tip. And so I didn't leave any more. I went to dinner with my family the other day too. And they had already added the tip. We were only four of us at the table. Um, and when I went to pay the tick, they took the receipt away that showed the tip was already included. And they handed me the device, which asked if I wanted to leave a tip. You need a tip on top of the oh tip that I, that I already that you already charged me for on right. the ticket that you have in your hand and took away from me, so I can't see it. And you know, I complained. I went to a restaurant that also did something similar to that, and I remember saying to them because it, it charged a gratuity, like a twenty percent gratuity, and then there was an extra tip on top of that, and they were like, "Well, the gratuity is split between everyone in here. Why does your employer just not pay you enough?" Why am I paying a gratuity and a tip? A gratuity is a tip. You're lying. Well, the tip just goes straight to your your um, server. This feels like bullshit. It is because, and who's, who's, why are they doing this? We've worked in the, and like, restaurants before. Like, most restaurants, at least the ones where I have worked, like, the servers get their tip and then they cash out everybody else. You know, I just want to say, look. I know that like people were dying and getting sick from COVID, not saying that they weren't, but I feel like COVID was really just a capitalistic ploy for bitches to find another excuse to rob us. Oh, we lost our employers because we employees because we forced them to work themselves to death. So we don't have any money. So we have to charge more. What? And that they're all still raising their prices, even though we can see that they're making more. I'm looking at you, Disney Plus. Wow, what a great positivity point. (laughs) But, girl, I'm glad you got that $20. Yes. You better sit on a pole. (laughs) Yes. Okay, I would like to say I do not do sex work. But I'm open to it. So if you would like me to send you a pair of panties for $30, send a DM for our account. Okay, $30 is what you charge for a picture of your toe. Okay, but no, think about it. Full foot. Think about it. You can probably get some pretty cheap panties at Walmart. Okay, you absolutely can. If you want pretty panties, scam. (laughs) Well, do you want my panties or not? Right. I didn't say they was going to be cute panties, but if you want cute panties, that could be fifty to seventy-five. So just hit us up. You know, I too would sell panties. All right, so. Um, this week we're talking about concert ticket prices, not tipping. And just to get us started off, I hate concerts because of the prices and the fees and the mass amount of white people saying the N word next to me and them. So I don't really have a lot to say on this. I'll let you guys go ahead and get started. Um, so back when we were supposed to do this, I did a whole lot of research and then I forgot all about the research. Um, but basically the, like the economists, is that what they're called? The people who study money? Um, they did some studies and stuff and basically concert tickets have been going up and up and up for years, like just outside of inflation going up on their own. And with the pandemic, they've really just like popped up a lot, even more. Um, and so they did, they went and saw like the average ticket price. And so like 
Drake's average ticket price is 600. Taylor Swift's average ticket price is 2,424 motherfucking American dollars. Um, Bad Bunny's 225. The Weeknd 350. Adele's tickets were mad fucking expensive. So um, I guess, yeah, that's where I was going to start. That's why I don't, I don't feel like those prices are justified because, I mean, I get. I got to be able to, to like lick your left booty cheek for $2,400. And I don't want to objectify you, but if I'm paying that much, that's what I want to be able to do. And the wildest part is the main people who want to go see Taylor Swift are like under the age of 10. So like they ain't got $2,400. So could you imagine spending that? Could you imagine spending that on an eight-year-old bitch? Never would I ever. I don't. I wouldn't even spend I'm that not, on myself. I'm not even spending that on their private school tuition, which That's means they're not going. <laughs> That's interesting that the prices are like so high because I went to a Taylor Swift concert. I mean, this shouldn't surprise you guys. Like what five years ago, um, in my big old city. So I feel like on the more expensive end. And let me tell you, I did not spend twenty four hundred dollars. And I want to say I was on the floor somewhere. So I. Don't remember spending that much money on these tickets. Definitely not more than like 200 I definitely so. spent... So I saw Beyonce in Chicago in maybe 2014. Y'all stands. Don't get mad at me. I don't remember what year it was. Um, but it was the Formation Tour, whichever year that was. And so I paid less than 100 per ticket for... I was on the floor um, at Soldier Field. And then the last one in columbia that one i paid like 150 for two tickets i wasn't on the floor but i had really good views wow but i also just happened to live in an area where the tickets are cheaper because i picked that one because if i wanted to go to atlanta to see her for the same it was the one with her and jay um for the same one it was like 230 a ticket i'm like why would i drive to atlanta when i could just drive to my bumblefuck south carolina and have less traffic and pay less to see her. So that's another mm-hmm. thing. They'd be scamming people in bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also much more affordable than I thought the prices were going to be for the Formation Tour. I'm sure, like you said, they're probably more expensive depending on the city that you're in. But but regardless. everyone always talks about, oh, I'm going to lose all my money for buying Beyonce tickets. I wish you would have told us we could have gotten our money right. We know we got to start saving up $6,000 a day. Literally, I look. Beyonce's cool, but y'all know I hate the hive. I said it. Yeah. I Okay, so for this most recent one, the Renaissance Tour, I did get my tickets. Um, but I've been to the stadium, so I know that I'm really in the fucking nosebleeds. Like, I'm not going to be able to see shit. My nose might be actually bleeding because I have sensitive nostrils. I hate you. Um, it was $50 for a single ticket by myself, like way up there. Um, if I could have gotten I, that, that's what I would have gotten. Yeah, I was like, why not? I want to go, but I don't. The, I think the other tickets were like 500 Ooh. And I'm just not paying that. Not in this economy. I, yeah, I just, I don't think... Again, I told told y'all I don't have a foot in this conversation because I don't think anything is worth it. No. It's a waste of money. And just for you, like, passport stamp people, bitches. Remember when they used to always be on fucking Instagram and Facebook talking about, 
y'all doing this, but you ain't got a passport, whatever, whatever. Like, it's literally one one third of a price to go to Jamaica for the weekend with your friends. She knows this because she also booked a trip with her I friends. I not booked it yet. That's why I'm working. Well, that's why I'm doing sex she work. Said she said, <laughs> okay. She, like she needs so many tips. <laughs> Ugh, I hate you guys. Um, I, yeah, I got my Beyonce tickets too, and I, um, the cheapest prices I think the tickets were, were like 175 when I got in. Um, but fortunately they weren't in the nosebleeds. They were kind of like in the middle. Um, so at like the venue where I'm at, it's like section like 300 or something. Um, and it did say when I was like, when I selected the seat, it said like, something about like an impaired view but it's gonna be fine there's a big ass screen in front of me so i should be fine but if i don't if i if i actually have an impaired view like severely impaired i'm gonna be beyond pissed that i paid over 200 dollars after all the fees the fees are the part that kill it because the ticket i think was like 175 176 and then after the fees it was like another 50 dollars i also bought concert tickets for a different concert recently um that my extended family wanted to go to as a group so it's like 13 of us except you could only buy eight tickets at a time and so my cousin bought eight of them and then i bought the remaining five um, we all wanted to get like good seats and like be near the front, but the, um, we would have to do it affordably. We would have had to split, like the younger people would probably have gotten like, um, lawn seats. We would have gotten them lawn seats and then gotten like nicer seats for the adults. Um, <laughs> most everyone that's going as an adult, but the older adults. Um, but those were like $200 a piece. Um, and then after the taxes and fees, um, the $200 tickets were $368 each. Hmm. And we were buying 13 tickets. So we all hmm. ended up getting lawn seats for the 13 of us. It'll be fine. Um, but the lawn tickets themselves were also $39. And then by the time I finished paying for five of them, I had paid $320 for five tickets that were originally about $40. That's ridiculous. Also, side, can I just say that I'm annoyed that you could only buy eight tickets at once because of obviously all the people who buy up all the tickets and and do like bullshit. But like, what if you want to go with 13 of your friends? So because of all the bots and the people who buy up all the stuff to resell it, they have ruined it for people who literally just have 13 friends. Mm-hmm. Thank and you can't really... go in person anywhere. Like my cousin um, isn't super tech savvy. He called me and was like, hey, do you know anywhere that I can go buy these concert tickets in person? And I was like, I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> like I guess if you – for like a sporting event like at the baseball places – baseball fields they used to be able to like walk up to buy tickets like walk up to a ticket window at at the stadium at at the field or whatever i don't know if they still do that for anything very rarely like i know they have a will call for like the the theater if you want to go see a musical 
but there's a lot of old people that do that. So I feel like that's the only reason we still have, we'll call it that location. No, you know what? The Charlotte Knights have will call still. So my mom was just see... saying that she does, that she, I was like, why don't you take my dad out <laughs> to a movie? Cause you guys are talking about you don't take me on a date or you don't take me on a date. I was like, why don't you take him out to, to go to a movie or something? And she's like, well, if I do that, I need your help to buy the ticket because I can't buy the ticket in person anymore. That's false. You can still buy the movie ticket in person. But it is a pain in the ass. I'm thinking about the movie theater where I go and you should buy it pre- before and then they have all these kiosks where you can buy it. And there is typically someone there who will help you with it. But like, I don't want to be made to feel like an idiot when I'm just trying to go to the movies. And you know what? I didn't realize how much that sucked for our non-tech savvy crew. Yeah, like um, non-English speakers, uh, because the tech is usually defaulted to English, and then you have to find how to change the language. Um, Elderly people who didn't keep up with tech, um, people coming from other countries where they just didn't have access to technology, like... People who can't read. People, yes. While we're on the People who have other, like, disabilities can't see... Before I what? used to just tell you two tickets to see Terminator. I'm sorry, I was the first movie that came into my mind, and I don't really know why. And now, and I and I have to know how to manage my money. But now I got to be able to like do all of this tech stuff in advance. You know what? Fuck tickets. And then you still got to pay a fee of the for the convenience of buying it online when you don't offer me another fucking option. You know what? That sounds like a good um, lawsuit. I wonder if anyone's done that one yet. I don't know. I know that it was included in um, President Biden's uh, junk fees, hidden fees thing that he was talking about. But I mean, that's the least he could do for us if we're not going to get our student loans forgiven. Right. But speaking of the elderly and technology, like just real quickly, because it's not on topic, but my grandma got stuck on the phone with her for two hours the other day. So great. Um, So she's anti-technology. She really was just like, I read a lot. I learned a lot. So at age 50, she just stopped learning. She was like, I'm not learning Mm. shit else, which Mm. is annoying to the rest of us, but I feel like I get. Um, But so she relies on her newspaper for her TV guide. And This is so fucking stupid. So the local newspaper stopped printing the Saturday paper. They're not doing a Saturday paper anymore. And so the Saturday paper usually had all the basketball games and the times and the channels they were going to be on. And now they they didn't print that in the Friday issues. So now she's like, I just be flipping through the channels on Saturdays. Mind you, she could learn how to use her TV guide because she does have one of those ones you can scroll, but she has memory issues as well. So she's expecting that when she turns it on, it's going to be the old one where it used to just scroll up and you could only see what was going on for the next hour and a half. So all that to say that we really don't think about like the elderly or people who don't have access to technology or the internet. Yeah, who knows what it's like in other countries, but in this one, we only care uh, cater to one demographic, and it's not can, them. Can I just say, um, speaking of grandmas, for those of you who have been along the ride with us, my grandma's still alive, so I did not kill her. Just wanted to throw that in there. 
We can keep going. <laughs> I'm also glad. Um, okay, so to get back on topic, something that Rage mentioned earlier was that when she got access to, to buy her Beyonce tickets. So I just wanted to point out, like, we be paying these exuberant ass fucking prices for concert tickets after we have to wait in line for a lottery for the chance to get the tickets. So it's like not only are we paying, but we are paying with time and energy just to fucking see the people. Music is supposed to be something that's joyful and entertainment and accessible to everyone. And it's just not. And Live Nation is blaming it on supply and demand post-pandemic. But really, they just being greedy fucks because their ticket sales are up 37% and their gross is up 69%. So again, I'm sick of these corporations fucking using the pandemic and inflation as an excuse to inflate their prices even more. No, because Live Live Nation and and like just all these other vendors have been doing these... um, um, lotteries and waiting rooms for years before <laughs> before the pandemic and it's so stressful you're right like it's not even fun it's stressful and like you're like am I gonna be at work am I gonna be on an airplane when I get like access to the ticket sales like they've been doing this and you know what right before um the pandemic, um, they had, there was that, um, what was it? Lovers and Friends Fest. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they, someone, whoever it was, I don't know if it was Live Nation who, or whoever did that one. Um, they had a waiting room. I was in the waiting room um, and it was stressful as fuck. And then they canceled it and made it like crazy difficult. Well, they actually, I'm not going to lie. They didn't make it too difficult to get your money back. They actually were pretty, at least for me. (laughs) But the second time around, they were not as nice, which anyways. But with that being said, you jump through all these hoops to get to something. And for me, one of my things that I hate about concerts is people showing up late. Okay. This concert started at seven. You have, I don't know whose cousins, uncles, brothers, street performer up here on stage at seven o'clock. You don't show up for three hours. I'll never forget going to a Ray Schremer concert in Vegas on whatever that one is where they fall back and you get in an extra hour. Why did that man not come out until the second 2 a.m.? That's absurd. I would have left. Like... (laughs) For y'all race, know we, I was. Race. Y'all know I was with our turnt friend. I was with our turnt yes, friend. We wasn't going back, and so unfortunately, there I was at the second two a.m. exhausted, and they don't be having enough places to sit. So you required me to wear heels to get into this place, and y'all ain't got nowhere for me to sit. And that's, that's how these concerts be, or the, or these festivals. I I will talk all the shit about that little one that they got or that big one they got in Miami, Rolling Loud. People are going to festivals and ain't nowhere to sit. I paid a lot of money to be here. Why can't I sit? And I I know I got to pay more for the VIP, but that's bullshit. If I paid $500, I want a chair. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, see-through bags only. Um, Because fanny packs. Guns. Yeah. You can't bring anything in. Or the new ones, they make you check your fucking purse or you can't have anything over like five fucking inches. 
that was at Jesse Reyes. Like, and not not to do her dirty, but like the size of that concert wasn't a big ass concert. So Beyonce is definitely team clear backpack. You can't bring shit into a Beyonce concert. Like, so then you have to spend money on water. You have to spend money on everything that you want with you. You can't have any comfort items. But if you're at a venue, for me, if I'm at Soldier Field or I'm at the United Center or any other variety type of legitimate venue, and I know they have a bathroom available and I know they have concessions available and I know that they have a seat for me to sit in, then I'm like, you know what? Okay. But you telling me that we had a festival and there's porta potties, like I need my hand sanitizer and I need my lotion because I'm going to be here for the next 10 hours because it's a festival. I already can't bring in a seat. Like it's just a lot of things that I'm not allowed to have. And it makes me very upset. Right. And some Alan. like, I feel like a lot of like the white festivals have enough space that's like, oh, maybe there's a little spot in the middle where you could lay on a blanket or whatever or sit on a blanket. But these other ones, they be there's no room for that, and nobody wants to fucking pay hundred and ninety dollars to come see you for one day, and have to sit on a blanket anyways because the ground is dirty. It'd be fucking wet. It rained the day before. That's what really bothers me about festivals. I don't like being outside. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I hate that they collect your purse and stuff, or don't let you bring those in, and don't like they don't always make it clear, especially when you're going to a new place. Um, I remember the first time I went to an event at um, AT&T Stadium. Um, luckily, um, someone gave me a heads up about the small purse thing. And uh, my per- the purse that I had happened to be very small. Um, but, like, they were turning away people who I thought still had small bags. Like, I would not have considered their bags large or, like, suspicious sizes or whatever. Um, And then they don't um, have, like, lockers for you to go get your – go put your purse in a locker or, like, a check, um, you know, whatever. Um, I remember seeing women just, like, find a bush and put put their purse in a bush. Because they didn't want to, the they not. didn't want to walk the mile back to their car, mile plus back to their car, to to then have to walk back again and go through security again. Right. Um, yeah, I definitely. But also because so when I went to the Jesse Ray's concert in Atlanta, they did have lockers there, but it was definitely like a second vendor using capitalism as an opportunity to be like, hey, y'all, I have this place right here where you can store your purses since they turn you away. And also to you raggedy bitches, uh, this is a read from your boyfriends because all of you heard them bitches shouting, no purses, and you said, I'm gonna get in the line anyways. And then when they said, no, bitch, you can't come in with your purse, you looked at your boyfriend like you didn't understand. When I heard that, they could tell you to leave your purse in the fucking car. So- <laughs> Y'all was holding up the line. There was mad people. Like, it was a small-ass venue, and none of y'all could listen. Not a one. I need to know. Are people bringing guns and purses and creating, doing crimes at concerts? Like, is that the method in which people are bringing their weapons in? Is it it? Or are we just targeting a population in which we think is the easiest? Because, I don't know. If I wanted to bring a knife in, I'm using my coachy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, like... No, who was the last... I, well, I don't know. The only 
thing I can think of is the um the Ariana Grande concert. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was like a was that wasn't that like a bomb or something? That was like a coordinated yeah. terrorist attack. It ain't had nothing right. to do with no purses. And right, and it's right. like okay, like I get that people do dangerous things. Like no purse at concert to me is a smaller scale version of TSA. Because let me tell you, there's no bomb in my shampoo. There's <laughs> never been a bomb in my shampoo. It's just not there. Or they in my don't shoes. want you to bring in drinks and snacks that they they want you to buy that shit there. Okay, but I can put drugs in my pocket. So or now I'm overdosed in the middle um, of the floor. I was where the bracelets that. that are. Um, what are they? Where you put alcohol in the bracelets? I have you know they got the bras that. where they put the like the alcohol in the bra. The little straw. <laughs> I have it on good authority that someone has uh, maybe put their edibles in with a bag of candy because it is candy, and they mix it with whatever type of candy that honestly they don't even be doing with similar candy. It's just like here's my candy bag, you know, because you can bring open snacks. And now they're gonna comment for that next after listening to this podcast. You're Damn, talking about snitches. TSA, right? Yes. Oh yeah, you can do that. T- so TSA honestly isn't looking for drugs. It's the drug sniffing yeah. dogs that be down there. So as long as you don't put drugs in your check luggage or bring like just be having a whole fucking ounce of a flower in your carry on that everybody can fucking smell. Like they're not looking for drugs. That's that's what I thought. But also, the things in which they are looking for are simply not in my shampoo. Wait, I made a candle for my mom for Christmas, and I may have been high when I made it, but that's not the point. Um, so when she was going flying back home, she got stopped at TSA, and they had to like wipe it down and everything because <laughs> it flagged as. <laughs> It flagged okay, as that's what? Like, you know how they have to, like, it, like, flags, like, hazardous chemical or something. I don't oh. know. Well, no, because my, I got a candle when we were in Sedona, and that got flagged, too. And this is so, I have said since that trip that, like, for whatever reason, Phoenix Airport is the friendliest staff. I think they have a sign in Phoenix Airport that says friendliest airport in the United States. They're TSA, because, you know... When you come to Chicago, they rip through your things. They throw your stuff on the floor and say, put it back together, bitch. You got five some minutes. But in Phoenix, I it was a candle and it was wrapped in some um, paper, with which was, which was in a box. And they like nicely took it out, looked at it, put it back in the paper, put it back in the box, closed the box, and then tried to put it back in my bag for me. And I just said, I have never had access to someone who has been so kind with my belongings before like wow <laughs> so shout out to phoenix because their tsa is really nice yeah. and not dc because there's a shit they're so <laughs> I, fucking rude everyone talks about how rude uh new yorkers are but compare like it's a different type of hell it's chicago midway I'm probably O'Hare too, but I don't go there. And I'm like, New Yorkers are supposed to be rude, but they were way nicer than my own city. So what is that? When I think of traveling to Chicago, I used to travel there by bus and train a lot. Don't judge me. It's better Um, that way. And at the Greyhound station, there was always this aggressive crackhead, like who Mm. really stood on putting my bags. Can you confirm that crack is their drug of choice? I 
based on my clinical knowledge, I'm pretty sure that crack was their drug of choice. Um, but, you know, his drug of choice may have changed now, and it wasn't very nice of me to call him a crackhead. But could have been a meth he, head. He could have been a meth head. He could have been a multi-substance user. Head. All drugs matter. Or an equal opportunist. He was just as aggressive as TSA. Like, and he was always there. Like, you could not walk. You can't walk out that Grey, Greyhound station. He's probably right there right now at the Greyhound station downtown. Midway is the most embarrassing airport in this entire country. Like, I they lost some contracts. All I know is that, like, once upon a time, there was a Dunkin' in it, and there's no Dunkin' anymore. I know that we're off topic, but, like, look complaints okay we got 99 problems and you know what's one of them in addition to concert prices airports tsa we have to get there too yes yes Yes. because sometimes the concerts don't even come to your city or if you're like our bougie friend you want to get the experience in different cities because not every concert is equal they be bringing out different celebrities at different cities i have thoughts on that but i'm trying to I want our trip to be a good time. So let's move on to the next subject. Okay. Um, so all of that conversation we had just reminded me of like stupid like rules as gatekeeping that doesn't actually work. They don't do what they're supposed to do or function because all these rules about concert tickets, they don't actually prevent us. Like they don't prevent the bots from doing what the bots do because you can always change the code on a bot. And so, oh, you limited it to eight. So now I'm going to change my bot to say buy eight with this one and buy eight with this IP and buy eight with this IP and buy eight with this IP. And now I done buy 199 tickets in five seconds. So I think the conclusion here is that they have all these rules and regulations that really just screw us over and do not stop criminals from being criminals. Exactly. And fuck Live Nation. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> um, I think that's it for concert prices. I just had uh, John Oliver did some huge special on it, and the average price of a popular concert has tripled since the mid-90s, vastly outpacing inflation. But that does, I think, tie into that last question that you had on there, or someone had on there, have, concert, have concerts always been just for the rich? I don't know. I do think going to a concert is a luxury. Um, so maybe we're just not rich enough. <laughs> I don't. I guess like being able to take time off for the concert and stuff. I feel like is a luxury. But I feel like when my like my grandma and all the old people talk about all the concerts and stuff that they had access to, they weren't out here like selling their left titty to be able to see Elvis. No, you know what? You're right, too, though. Like, musicians didn't make as much money either. Like, in my parents, I like, in, well, the town that we're from in Mexico, like, bigger names, like, artists still go to, like, small, middle-of-nowhere towns and just play in, like, the town square for, like, the holiday concert in the town square. Um, And, like, the city covers the cost of it. And everyone just shows up, comes out of their house, goes and t- goes down into the town square and mingles with their neighbors and listens to the music, dances, whatever. Anyway, so fuck capitalism. Ready for yeah. some petty problems? Yep. 
Okay. Yes. Wait, I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. And this can be a second topic for a different day, but part of the reason is because Spotify and all the other streaming apps be fucking the artist and not paying them their appropriate amount per stream to make up for the fact that nobody buys CDs anymore. So artists are now relying on merch and copyright sales to make their money. Um, and okay, that's the last thing. Go ahead. Any problem? <laughs> all right. In this segment of the show, we're going to read through some letters from our listeners regarding their petty problems or things that they think may be petty. To have your letter read aloud on the show, email us at 99problems.pod at gmail.com. All right, let's start with microaggressions at work. Boss Bitch writes, I attended, <laughs> I attended an orientation this week for the new organization I am in. It consists of people who have joined the organization within the last three months. This includes people that were new to the company and also internal transfers that are new to the organization. I am a newly promoted manager, and my team was also attending this orientation. At a social event, some of the attendees, other POCs, were commenting on how we should celebrate because we made it and how down, and how down their managers were. One of my direct reports, someone who reports to her for the dumbasses like myself who need clarification, made a comment about made a comment about things she asked me during our interview. Another attendee then asked, "Wow, they let you interview? That's great. How long do you have to work here for them to let you do that?" I'm sorry if I'm not reading this right. <laughs> this person likely looked at a young-looking woman of color, me, and assumed I wasn't the manager. I brushed it off, but I am petty. But am I petty for wanting to tell this person that it's literally my job? So it seemed like they assumed that they were allowed to be a part of the interview process, and this that they were given a special privilege versus understanding and recognizing that this. That's their person's job. I I am the supervisor. I interview people because that's mm-hmm. my job. I think that's what I'm getting out of this. I'm not going to lie. I don't read this before. And I feel like when I originally read it, I was like, I don't understand, which is why in there I put something about direct, direct reports. I was like, who? Huh? And so that's why I put the note about okay. no, somebody yeah, underneath the, her. The, the clarification part is actually the part that threw me off because I knew what the direct report was, but. And so I, my sorry, I'm sorry, it. my, the intonations and my language, I apologize to this person. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, yes. So they assumed I wasn't the manager. I brushed it off, but am I petty for wanting to tell this person it's literally my job? That's I know, not fuck that bit. Clarify, let them know who you are. You're all in the same boat in the same room and for the same reason. Okay. So Obs- I want to clarify. But somebody might not have understood that. I, I want to, so I wrote yes on this a long time ago, but to be clear, you're not petty for wanting to clarify your role, but I just feel like it's like you're walking around with a chip on your shoulder, like just assuming that people are intentionally underestimating you because you said it was other people of color. If this is a white person, I definitely would be like, yeah, fuck that bitch. But yeah, I was just chilling and hanging out. It wasn't like everybody knew everybody's roles. So you could just been like, yeah, I'm a manager, so I do interviews and kept it moving. 
That's fair, because it does say it's a social event, right? Like, orientation, but it's a social event. It's not like you were sitting down at tables and, like, doing work stuff in particular. So unless you were wearing, like, a name tag that said what your title was, then no one would have known that you were a manager unless they actually knew it. That's true, but one of the things that's, like, that I feel like we underestimate, and I don't think that you guys do, is that y'all know non-black people of color be trifling as fuck. So they can be lumped in the group of white people too. That's true. Because yeah. they didn't like, specify what kind of people of color were there. I mean, all of them. Anti-blackness is a global disease. And y'all, I know y'all know this. So I'm yeah. just highlighting because that it's like, yeah, but, you know, y'all know. All skin folk ain't kin folk. Some of y'all Uncle Ruckus out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. Why well, I got split ends in my eyebrows? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you petty because yeah, no, nah, I would have let them know actually that's my role, and then kept it pushing, and maybe they will likely not. People never assess themselves and think, "Wow, did I? Was that me? Was that my bias?" They would think that you probably had an attitude and fuck them for that. Cause they were going to think you had an attitude anyway. Cause you were a black woman. So I was thinking the same thing. I didn't think the black woman part, but that's also makes sense. They love calling us too aggressive, too pushy, too abrasive, all that fun stuff. So fuck it. They're going to think it regardless. Might as well go out with a bang. When in reality studies show that black women are more likely to be on edge because they have anxiety from being a black woman in America. So the next time you feel like black women are too angry, check yourself. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, ready to move on? Yes. We d- the second topic isn't a letter. Um, so when we were originally going to talk about this, um, Shakira and Miley Cyrus had dropped their breakup songs and people were talking about um, how petty they were for having breakup songs. But one breakup songs um, have always been around. So it's not like this is new. Um, And two, do y'all think that they were petty for doing their breakup songs? Never. No, absolutely not. Make money off of being mad. Because you know if they I went liked? to, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say because if they went to their therapist and talked about what was going on, their therapist would be like, "You should put that in your music." So that's all. What did you like, Rage? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that, like Shakira. I think this is her third song on the same man, and so in this last one that has been really popular, um. She said there's like some line in there that's like talking about how or she basically says that like um, he was complaining about all the music and how people were mad at him and like calling him out in public. And they did so even more after this last song um, dropped. But she basically said in the song she didn't give a fuck what he thinks um, or how he feels about people being mean to him out in the streets. She's going to write another song. (laughs) And this time she called him out and she she called out his little girlfriend by name, too. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, See, because if you're that conscious about your actions and the way people think about them, then you should have been fucking nicer to me in the first place. Like, I'm allowed to talk about my experience with your bitch ass. 
Right. Because your actions didn't exist in, in a vacuum. They impacted somebody else. So now I'm going to talk about how they affected me. And I'm going to give a voice to all the people out there who deal with the same nonsense. Because let me tell you, flowers is my shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love that one, too. They're both good songs. Um, Yeah. Petty Problems is short this week. It is. It's a little short, but it's fine. Look, y'all better be glad we're here. <laughs> right. Also, they talked about Whitney Houston's breakup songs. But I feel like most people don't realize that I'll, I'll Always Love You is a breakup song. I thought you were going to say that. Is that... Oh, is that... It's not her song, though, right? Um, I think Dolly Parton sing that shit, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a Dolly Parton song. Yes. I mean, she, she covers it, but she covered or it. I think she probably made it like as popular as it is now. But because it was, wasn't it in the movie The Bodyguard? Now y'all know Daddy Part- Dolly Parton got a hive out there somewhere, so I don't want to offend her. Dolly's <laughs> the Dollinators. I don't know what the hell y'all call each other yourselves. <laughs> it's, it's Dolly Parton original. Yeah, I mean, Whitney just has a bigger voice for when I hear Dolly, I want to hear Jolene. Or nine to five. Working. She is an icon, though, in her own way. I watched her movie. They had a movie about her on Netflix. Oh, I'll watch Did that. you watch the, like, the series they did about her songs? Mm-mm. I watched it. They did, like, mini movies about, like, with stories behind songs that she has. So, like, of course, there's the Jolene episode. And then I have to think of what it's called. Give me a second. Oh, I'm the one who wraps up the show. Let me wrap up the show. Because <laughs> we've all been waiting on it. Y'all know I need cues, transition cues. Okay. So that is going to wrap up the petty problems and all of our problems for this week. Um, thank you to our petty friends who wrote into the show this week. If you want to hear your petty problems read aloud on the show, send us an email at 99problems.pod at gmail.com. That's 90 spelled out, N-I-N-E-T-Y, 9problems.pod at gmail.com, for those of you who can't spell. All problems are welcome, so long as we don't have to call the feds on you because we're not trying to get caught up in your mess. Leave us out of it, please, and thank you. Um, and that's going to wrap up the show. So thank you for listening to our episode this week of 99 Problems and Concert Ticket Prices and 99 Other Things are definitely one of them. I want to thank rapper Zinni for producing the intro-outro music for our podcast. You can find his music on Apple Music and Spotify. And tune in every Tuesday to hear the three of us on the brink of our villain era and voice the frustrations you've been carrying on your shoulders. Thank you.